Good morning, it's Money Talk uh, with James Ross. It's now 18 minutes to nine. In your money today, Carolyn Wright takes a dive into the ESG sector, asking whether scrutiny over projects which claim to be doing something beneficial for the environment is strong enough. Good morning, Carolyn. Good morning. Like many investors, you might be keen on ensuring products and projects you put your money into are doing something good for the environment. But just how green is your green investment? I'm joined now by Jason Ho, who is Asia leader of FTI Capital Advisors, to delve into greenwashing and what exactly it means. Thank you for joining me today, Jason. Hi, hi, Carolyn. Thanks, thanks very much. Thanks for thanks for having me here. No, it's great to speak to you. So, so let's kick off with a, a start of a look at what greenwashing is and and how easy it is for people to get away with it. Yeah, I think uh, green greenwashing. I mean, there's a, a lot of quite a cliche. Everybody uses it. Uh, obviously, um, people try to be green these days uh, as uh, global. Global ESG uh, is a big topic there, and I would say uh, it's relatively um, easy to greenwash if um, someone who is intended to do so. The yesterday was relatively easy, being used for like a marketing gimmick or uh, financing at sometimes. Uh, and um, there's also regulatory reporting reason that people use the word green. Um, and for finances, um, uh, where that's the area where I focus is mostly um, with uh, ESG label, it's really easier to get attention from the investors or the banks, um, the banks products, especially um, when their policy around uh, subsidizing green uh, related projects in the region, such as um, solar company or real estate, etc. And uh, for government and policy related uh, uh, green projects, um, given that regulator is pretty much involved, uh, it tends to be less to see less greenwashing and tendency of greenwash is relatively low given the potential of massive liability that's uh, being involved. So green financing tend to be the area I would I would think which is uh, relatively easier to um, so-called being greenwash. So something you mentioned there, which I think is very important, is this, the scrutiny and regulation of these products. And it seems like from what you say, that depends possibly on what type of product we're looking at maybe but maybe explain that let's have a look at how strong scrutiny is of, of green products particularly here in Hong Kong and how does that compare with other jurisdictions yeah in Hong Kong like the scrutiny in uh, green and greenwash has been um, uh, quite strong only when it comes to project involving uh, government subsidies and uh, listing requirements uh, etc um, otherwise, for uh, debt instrument uh, financing, especially for bonds, uh, in Hong Kong market, um, the, actually we we benchmark the framework uh, with the international market standard, provide uh, produce a framework of uh, so-called the green projects and the user proceeds. So as long as the green advisor gives us a passing uh, in the form of an opinions, um, the bond can actually uh, name themselves as uh, green bonds, and this is largely in line with the. Uh, international standards. Um, however, um, for some of the uh, ESG investors um, in the in the um, in the rest of the world, uh, they tend to be a lot more uh, sophisticated in the sense where the labor union and um, environmentalists tend to get um, heavily involved and take active approach um, towards scrutinizing the uh, level of uh, greenness. And if the actually the fundraise deviates from the green. Um, there will be a lot more uh, so-called direct impact for the corporate uh, or the investors 
um, other than those that are um, in, in Hong Kong. So in my opinions, I think um, therefore in Hong Kong, there's a slightly higher tendency um, of greenwashing uh, versus the rest of the world. Um, not even, uh, I would say, including China. Uh, I mean, China has less tendency, if, in my opinions, given that the um, there's any if there's any financial products that's put a label as so-called green, they will require um, some sort of the regulatory sign-off in order to do so. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much my view. So, so do you think investors are hoping for tighter scrutiny? Would they like regulators to to step things up a bit, or would they like the companies who are promoting these products to maybe be a bit more transparent? Uh, I would think, right? So uh, transparency is actually, uh, it's, it's very important. And that's, uh, it actually forms a part of the uh, so-called corporate governance. And so, so just to be uh, clear, I mean, I think, um, I mean, the ideal world, right? Um, the That we, we all want the corporate to behave and be very transparent uh, and without regulatory involved. But um, it tends to be the case where a lot of, uh, in a lot of jurisdiction, uh, because of the regulator that's being involved, especially in a like a financial global financial markets like uh, Hong Kong, uh, where um, uh, money actually talks, so uh, we we always want to make sure that the uh, regulatory involved as much as the investors being very, um, I mean the company being very corporate governance and transparent in the uh, items that they. Um, that they disclose and obviously for green, this is something that we we must do on a global context. So let's look at what investors can do for themselves in terms of their research. How how can an investor monitor the the green credentials of a project or product that they are looking to invest in? I think the the um, there, there are a couple of ways investors can monitor, and uh, let's take just just green bonds financing as an example. Um, green bond is a sustainably linked um, bonds out there um, tend to set uh, some green task uh, that a company to fulfill uh, with the proceeds that they raise. Um, however, investors uh, does not have a direct claim towards where uh, the funds are being deployed, despite that there are some KPIs that should set aside uh, for the issuance and there isn't really a direct so-called uh, uh, enforcement or charges that can be made if a corporate at the end decided to go without green um, subsequent to the fund fundraising. And obviously there are measures uh, and other ways to penalize um, corporate for not meeting these agreed green KPIs, such as like um, interest rate step up and um, and the direct impacts. Uh, but but the, the, but the thing is that direct impact, I would say, <clears throat> um, for greenwashing seems to be relatively limited. Um, it would tend to be more on the reputation side. Um, so ways that the investors can monitor where the money raised being raised um, could um, ring fence the proceeds if they wanted to, or have an expert provide um, regular reporting to monitor the, the projects. And even if the company make an ongoing uh, disclosure is one of the way that they can avoid um, being uh, so-called uh, to, uh, to to monitor uh, to monitor the the, the, the use of the the, the proceeds. However, because I mean, in the in the minimal financing cost saving environment in, in Hong Kong with the green labels versus um, the cost that's being used to monitor the green projects, unless it's really related or reg, um, required by the regulatory bodies, um, there's really a, an, a limited incentive for some of the company to 
um, do this, continue, spend this extra money to do the uh, continual uh, monitoring uh, for this. So, I mean, again, right, that, that could be negative impacts for towards borrowing um, the penalize, uh, uh, the, the, the causes of penalizing the company being not green and get raising the funding costs and so forth. But again, um, this is really, uh, I think, where the market participants, especially corporate, needs to be um, very disciplined in, in monitoring instead of the company, uh, the investors putting a lot of monitoring in it. Do you think? Do you think uh, investors should be pushing any harder themselves to get get uh, more information, or, or should it all be that the, the companies themselves should be putting this effort in and getting that out there, even if it does cost them extra to put that data together? I think, right? If you ask me, I think um, it is uh, a trend. Um, it's it's not really a choice that the um, global. Um, Global practice, regardless of the investor side or anyone, um, to 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 follow the green. So I I I would think it's not less of less of voluntary. It's more of a regulatory requirements at some point. And in order to get fundings, every single project needs to be green. For example, like even for the uh, degradable plastics, right? So there's uh, talks on on um, replacing all the real plastic uh, containers with the uh, degradable ones. And despite the cost is higher, you just need to bear with it. So this would be, uh, in my opinion, this would be the trend where the regulators is going to put a hard measure on both investors and also corporate. And uh, eventually, the 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 green uh, so the greenwashing will likely to be uh, going away, given given the uh, stringent uh, stringent regulatory requirements that's going to be. To be in the region. Let's all hope that greenwashing becomes a thing of the past at some point in the near future. Uh, thank you very much for joining me today. That was Jason Ho, the Asia leader of FTI Capital Advisors, talking about greenwashing. Thanks, Carolyn.